Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know about a live virtual training we're hosting the first week of January, 2023. It's called How to Lower Insulin Resistance, Five Keys to Lower Blood Sugar, Lose Weight, and Keep It Off. In it, you'll learn the one mindset shift that helped our Zibli member, Rebecca, lose 50 pounds and counting, why you're not seeing the results that you want, even though you're eating healthy, ways that you may be raising your blood sugar without even realizing it, the simple framework to actually change your health habits, and new information about insulin resistance that your doctor might not even know. If you're watching or listening to this episode live, if you can, pause the episode and register right now while it's top of mind. Just go to www.zivly.com forward slash training. That's www.zivly.com forward slash training. Alternatively, you can just send me a direct message on Instagram. My handle is at Dr. Morgan Nolte and just message me the word training, nothing else, just training, and I can help get you registered. We'll leave a link to register in the show notes and description for this episode as well. We're hosting two times for you to attend live. One is Tuesday, January 3rd at 11 a.m. Central Time, and the other is Friday, January 6th at 1 p.m. Central Time. You'll see on the registration form, there's also the option to get the replay if you're not able to attend live. This training is gonna be so good and we cannot wait to share it with you. We really hope to see you there. All right, let's jump into this episode. Hi, I'm Dr. Morgan Nolte, founder of Zivli. As a geriatric physical therapist, I saw the heartbreaking effects of insulin resistance. At Zivli, our mission is to help you prevent and reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention through a low insulin and inflammation lifestyle. Each week on this podcast, you'll learn simple, actionable tips to lose weight, keep it off, and get healthy. If you're ready to create a body and life you love, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, Dr. Morgan Nolte here, founder of Zivli. And today you'll learn my best tips to get quote unquote back on track with your healthy lifestyle after the holiday. You may be expecting me to talk about how to get back on track with your diet or exercise plan after the holiday, But in fact, I'm going to talk about how to get back on track emotionally. Yes, with your thoughts and emotions, because ultimately those drive your actions. You cannot master your physical state if you cannot first master your mental and emotional state. Now, I was inspired to create an episode like this after our most recent Thanksgiving. Some things happened over Thanksgiving that led to some hurt feelings, and I thought, I can't be the only one with hurt feelings after a holiday. So maybe my experience can lend insight into how I emotionally bounced back quickly after Thanksgiving. Holidays often come with expectations. When we experience disappointment, we have to acknowledge the fact that we are the only ones that created this feeling of disappointment. We are the creators of this disappointment because we create the expectations or thoughts that create the feeling. As Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Unless you're able to take full responsibility for your own feelings, it's going to be very hard for you to take responsibility for your health too. That's because you cannot disconnect your emotions and your physical health 
just like you can't disconnect your head from your body. So a critical skill in being healthy is developing emotional maturity and emotional resiliency. And that's what we're talking about today. So maybe this holiday, a loved one hurt your feelings, or they didn't show up for you in a way that you wanted them to, or you felt underappreciated or left out, or maybe they did something right out offensive to you. After Thanksgiving, the phrase that came to mind when I was considering this podcast episode was, I want to help you stop the emotional bleeding because that's how I felt. I felt like my personal power was being drained out of me because of negative thoughts. And it felt like I was emotionally bleeding because I'm aware of the power of my thoughts and I know how to change them. I knew how to quickly change my state. And I wanted to share this information with you too, in case you needed a little pick me up after the holidays. Maya Angelou said, you may not be able to control what happens to you, but you can decide to not be reduced by them. Something else my mom taught me a long time ago is you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond. I used to think I understood this lesson, but it's only been recently that I actually know this lesson. There's a difference between understanding something on an intellectual level, maybe being able to explain it to someone else, but then understanding it on a heart level. There's a difference between knowing something and doing something. It's taken me a long time to know and live out this lesson. So I want to help you help yourself by letting you in on what helped me this last Thanksgiving get over some hard feelings. The first step is to ask yourself, how could this be an opportunity instead of a problem? What insight or understanding can you take from this experience about yourself, the other person, or the situation that you would not have otherwise been able to learn? When you look for learning or growth, problems really aren't problems, they are blessings. They're blessings because they are an opportunity to grow and develop skills such as empathy, forgiveness, compassion, understanding, wisdom, and insight. They allow you to develop emotional maturity and resiliency. They may force you to view the person or the situation in a way that you hadn't before and open your eyes to things that you wouldn't have otherwise seen. One example of something that I learned from Thanksgiving came from when I was having a conversation with my neighbor about the situation. She said there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Forgiveness is for you. The other person doesn't have to ask for it. You can choose to forgive someone to release that emotional energy and choose to have a more loving attitude towards them just for you. Reconciliation requires forgiveness, but it also requires both parties. Forgiving someone doesn't abdicate them from responsibility for their actions or for their part that they play in the relationship, but it does allow you to just move on and heal emotionally, even if that healing is only one-sided. The second tip is to hold up the judgment mirror. Whenever I find myself judging someone else, I always remember the verse Matthew 7, 5 that says, first remove the log out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck out of your brother's eye. Often when we're judging someone, it's actually something that we ourselves struggle with too. So it's wise to hold up the judgment mirror and ask yourself, 
Do I offend someone else in the same way that this person is offending me? Have I hurt someone else in the same way that this person has hurt me? Have I been selfish? Have I been unkind? Have I been unloving or impatient? Have I lacked thoughtfulness? It was ironic that the sermon in church the week before Thanksgiving was about the woman being caught in adultery. And the Pharisees or people around wanted to stone her to death. And Jesus said, let he who has no sin cast the first stone. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I don't care what your religious or spiritual background is. And I never want to ostracize someone or draw criticism from someone for openly talking about my own faith. But there are basic principles found throughout many forms of religion and spirituality related to forgiveness, kindness, and love. These are just two examples that happen to be from my own faith background that I thought pertinent to share here. It's a lot easier to extend compassion and kindness to someone when you remember that you're not perfect either. The third tip is to assume positive intent, especially in this modern age world where so much communication happens via text message. It's really easy to forget this. If someone doesn't use an exclamation mark or a happy face emoji, you can interpret their tone in a negative way. Whenever someone is communicating with you via text, in person, or over the phone, assume that they have positive intent. Assume that they aren't trying to hurt you. Assume that maybe they are sending it in haste. Part of assuming positive intent is really just giving them a generous interpretation. Whatever negative emotions you're experiencing are not a consequence of their actions. The negative emotions you're experiencing are actually a consequence of your thoughts. They are a consequence of the story you're telling yourself about the other person or their actions. Maybe the story you're telling yourself is they're being intentionally hurtful, or maybe they're trying to teach me a lesson, or maybe they just don't want a relationship with me, or maybe I've offended them in some way. The list of worries can go on and on. All of these thoughts lead to the emotions of anger, hurt, and confusion. They are generally unhelpful for any future relationship that there may be. So recognize that if your thoughts can produce negative emotions, they also have the power to produce positive emotions. The key is to change the story you're telling yourself and to give them and their story a generous interpretation. This means to extend the most generous interpretation possible to the intentions, words, and actions of others. So instead of telling yourself a story that they're trying to hurt you, maybe try telling yourself a story that they're just really stressed out right now, or maybe they're just really busy. Maybe they genuinely forgot. You can see all of those thoughts lead to softer emotions. They lead to a decreased stress response. The fourth thing that is helpful to deal with holiday stress and get back on track emotionally is to move your body. After I experienced this hurt, I went to the gym and I had a good run and a good lift session. Whenever you're stressed out, your cortisol is up. Now cortisol is your stress hormone and it's designed to help you fight or flee a dangerous situation. And unfortunately with the emotional hurt that we often feel around the holidays, there's not any fighting or fleeing to do, at least maybe not physically, I hope not in your family. But if you do move your body, you can get rid of that cortisol and that negative energy. You don't just have to sit in it. 
And we know from the law of attraction, the more you focus on something, the bigger it becomes. The more negative energy you're putting into something or someone, the worse that something or someone becomes. The more negative thoughts you have about someone, the more negative attributes you'll see, and the more negative memories you'll think about that justify your feelings. So for me, moving my body, sweating, getting that negative energy out was such an emotional relief and a great reset. It helped me utilize the increased blood glucose, not only from the holiday meal, but also the cortisol. The fifth tip is to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. And this one is your rest and digest nervous system. For me, this looked like taking a hot bath. I leaned into my support system, which on that day and at that time was my husband. He watched the kids so that I could have half an hour to just sit and relax, work on my thoughts and tell myself a different story. Only when I was in that relaxed state did the idea for this podcast episode even come to mind. If you're not creating intentional margin to do this, you're going to stay in that stress mode or fight or flight. And maybe you don't have to take a bath. That's just my deal. Maybe yours is a hot shower or watching a funny movie or meditating or prayer or journaling, um, talking to a friend or a loved one. But whatever you do, don't make the problem worse by venting to five different people about it. All that will do is bring you down. There's a big difference between telling someone what happened and venting. You don't have to lie to people when they ask you how you're doing or how your holiday was. If it was weird, if you're down, be honest, but don't dwell on it. Recognize that venting only attracts more negativity to the situation. So let's recap these five tips again to get back on track emotionally after the holidays. The first was to ask yourself, how could this be an opportunity to gain wisdom or insight? The second tip is to hold up the judgment mirror and ask yourself if you have hurt someone in a similar way that you are feeling hurt by someone else. This allows you to remember that you're not perfect and that you don't have to be perfect and that no one else has to be perfect either. The third tip is to assume positive intent and give generous interpretations to the story that you're telling yourself about someone else's intentions, words, and actions. The fourth tip is to move your body to release the stress and negativity. The fifth tip is to activate the parasympathetic or rest and digest nervous system to deactivate the stress response and get back into a state of calm. Once you're in this state of calm, you'll be so much more capable to follow through on whatever health related action items you have. See how this is all coming together here. You won't be draining your personal power or energy on this emotional negativity so that you can then focus your energy and attention on those one to three weekly action items that will have the highest return on your time and energy investment. That's going to look different for everyone. But one thing I often recommend doing after the holidays, when you come back to your normal routine is tracking your food again, even if it's just for one week or one meal a day, it really can help you nutritionally reset from the holidays. So if you don't already track your macronutrients and you want to learn how to do that, we have free trainings. We'll put a link in the description in the show notes, or you can just message me on Instagram, message me the word macros at Dr. Morgan Nolte, and I will help you get set up with those trainings. Also, if you haven't registered for our free training on how to lower insulin resistance, that's happening next week, 
go ahead and take some time to do that today or just message me the word training on Instagram. I'd be happy to help get you registered. I hope you found this episode helpful and that it helps you get back on track emotionally so that you can use that energy to progress towards your physical health goals too. I'll talk with you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Reshape Your Health podcast today. To learn more about Zibli, our online course and coaching program to reverse insulin resistance for long-term weight loss and disease prevention, check out our website at www.zibli.com. That's Z-I-V-L-I.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating and review on your listening platform and share it with a friend. I'll talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.